Hey there. The holidays are here, so it's good to know Fred Meyer can save you some time with free pickup on all your fresh favorites. Whether your traditions call for a hearty helping of juicy ham, ample apple pie, or Aunt Sue's legendary twice-stuffed stuffing, Fred Meyer has got you covered. So order for free pickup at fredmeyer.com or the app and get more time to get your holiday on when you grab your groceries curbside. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Welcome to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we educate and inspire people to live fuller lives through mindful practices. Let's get started with your host, New York Times contributor, leadership advisor, sought-after keynote speaker, the author of the Amazon hot new release, Everyday Mindfulness from Chaos to Calm in a Crazy World. She's smart, strong, sassy, and a trendsetter in the field of mindful leadership. Your host, Holly Duckworth. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Everyday Mindfulness Show. We have a fantastic conversation planned for you today. I am here with Flip Brown of Business Culture Consultants. We're going to have a fantastic conversation today about what does it mean to be successful, create satisfaction, and integrate spirit in the workplace. Welcome to the show, Flip. Thanks so much. Delighted to be here, Ali. Well, you know, we're so excited that our paths crossed actually um, through Mike Domish as um, our former host of the show, and he was so delighted to to connect us to share this work in the world. And you know, my passion is really bringing um, mindfulness or spirituality to the workplace, and you and I have that in common. So, talk a little bit about what business consult culture consultants does and um, how people can interface with that in their own work. Sure. Well, I have been for the last 18 years, I've had the pleasure of serving as a catalyst for individual, individual and organizational change. And I primarily work with uh, entrepreneurial organizations who self-identify as being social impact or socially responsible folks. Um, also have a very active role in the certified B Corp community. You can check that out at B Corporation, the letter B, corporation.net. <clears throat> and these are businesses that have taken uh, an assessment of their impact in the world. And so uh, my goal is to help people make a deeper connection with their true selves, how that shows up in business, um, kind of the frequency vibrations of uh, groups and teams of, of people uh, as they enter the workplace. And that's why I say uh, a good and optimal workplace culture is the ideal blend of success, satisfaction, and spirit. Because you need to have a viable business. You need to have um, the experience of meaning and fulfillment. And there's both the spirit with a small s um, in terms of the the camaraderie and the uh, <clears throat> the team spirit, so to speak, but there's also spirit with a larger S, which is our individual connections to the divine, the universal life force, however we uh, choose to characterize that. So um, we get to do this work, work together in the world, and uh, I completely agree with you. And I'm, I'm curious, what's your take on what, you know, from time to time I come across somebody who <laughs> to me yeah it's really just all about making money spirit doesn't matter in the workplace or my favorite i'm an atheist 
How do you how do you handle that, Flip? Well, I think that even if you are an atheist, my question would be: Are you not a humanist? Because um, you could define it simply as the human spirit. And in terms of the earlier uh, point that you made, if you're in business strictly to make a profit and the accumulation of wealth is your sole motivation factor in life, uh, I, I would say that uh, it would be interesting to see if that holds true over the arc of your entire life. Because many people who go on that path get to a certain point, usually in their mid-40s, 50s, or 60s, of realizing that, wow, there's a lot more to this existence than just making money and profit and uh, those sorts of measures. So success, satisfaction, and spirit. How do you break that down for a client? Well, how do you define success? Is that your definition? Is it the client's definition? And then same for satisfaction and spirit. Well, when we look at the multiple bottom line approach to business, you need robust financial sustainability or you're not going to be able to do good in the world. Um, you also want to have optimal conditions for your workforce uh, and your supply chain. You want to have involvement and investment in your various communities. Some are local, uh, some are more global, and you want to monitor and reduce your environmental impact. So there are many businesses who do that very well and are exemplars of this approach. Uh, one of the most well-known, and I'm honored uh, one of my past clients, is a company called Ben & Jerry's. And so not only do they make good ice cream, but they do good in the world through an extensive social mission. So there are many examples out there, Patagonia being another example, of companies that will not compromise on their values, and that creates greater value to their customers. So the, the, in terms of the satisfaction, you know, it's very sad to me that the Gallup organization does a really large survey. I think it's 300 to 400,000 workers every couple of years. And it's been pretty consistent uh, over the last several surveys that 78% of Americans reported being uh, dissatisfied, disinterested, or disengaged at work. <clears throat> and you probably know one or two of those folks. And so the when we <clears throat> uh, commute to work in the morning and home at the end of the day, how we feel is generally not how much money we made that day, but what's the quality of our relationships and our, our interactions. And then I think in terms of expanding on this concept of spirit at work, many people, not all people, but um, you, you and I are, are, are two of those who believe that there is a deeper purpose for our existence. And if we can channel our potential our, um, our authenticity, our integrity, in terms of a particular way of doing work and being in the world, it, it enables work to be um, a part of that reflection of spirit. Uh, one of my mentors, uh, Marshall Goldsmith, with a couple other authors, just wrote a book called Work is Love Made Manifest. And boy, when that happens, it's a beautiful thing. So many of our listeners to the Everyday Mindfulness Show are, are new 
to the concept of, of mindfulness or, or spirituality, even within their own personal life, let alone this, this leap into um, spirit, faith, love, love in the workplace. Where would you invite somebody who's new to all these concepts to start their own personal journey or exploration? Well, I think that the, the core place to start is to have some sort of practice. You know, it can be a yoga practice, a meditation practice, a mindfulness practice, um, a walking practice, something that is a ritual that invites you into the deeper qualities of yourself and your life. Interestingly enough, I think that um, in certain circumstances, I can view business as a practice where we have certain uh, understandings and commitments, agreements, uh, practices and rituals that will further both the business success and our own individual growth and development. So um, I would seek out the, uh, the places where these folks gather. One place is Conscious Company Magazine. That's uh, a periodical um, and conscious company media. You can go to their website and uh, it's filled with articles about this approach. Yes, and we'll be interviewing their CEO on a, on a future show. Um, so you've gotten really close to a word that sometimes makes people a little uncomfortable, Flip. Is, <laughs> is this religion? I, I get that a lot. Okay, um, I don't, you know, I've been told my whole life, you know, Con, you know, it's in our constitution, division of church and state. How, mm -hmm. do, how do we deal with that, Flip? Is this, is this religion? Well, no, actually, it's not. Just like I, I do believe, as a general rule, that discussions of religion or politics in the workplace has to be, uh, has to have really clear boundaries. Because to me, religion is, in a general sense, some organized structure around a set of uh, beliefs or uh, faith. And uh, it's not appropriate for us to try to argue or convince or defend others that our particular religious affiliation is the appropriate way to be uh, in business. Um, if you want to do that, you know, in your personal life and, and you know, talk to folks or go door to door, you, you certainly do that. Um, so we, we want folks to have um, a respect for diversity of beliefs, but also the inclusion of beliefs. Because from the devout religious person to, as you mentioned earlier, the atheist or agnostic, all of them have a place in the work place. And um, there may be times where there are conversations about um, how an individual experiences their own personal connection to something larger that, than themselves, that depending on the workplace culture, that may fit in or, or it may not. Um, so it's, it's something I would say one has to be mindful about. Well, that, that's, that's where our work um, is so exciting because we do get to, uh, to converge on this. And I think it's um, time for a, a different conversation about the wholeness, W-H-O-L-E-ness of, 
the person who comes to the workplace. And that's why I was so excited to talk to you about, you know, business and, and culture and, and how do we create these cultures. Now, you gave some really great examples with Ben and Jerry's and Patagonia. I use um, Google a lot, Moss Adams Accounting Firm. Um, it's sometimes easier for people to see these cultures in big companies. Oh, they have the time. Oh, they have the resources. Oh, they have these human resources departments. They can hire big fancy trainers like us. What do you say to these more mid or small size companies that really do have a, a passion for making an impact in the world, but may not have the big budgets of these larger companies? I know that's some of the work that you specialize in. Sure. Well, um, you know, I, worked with clients as small as uh, five employees or <clears throat> eight employees. And um, for those folks, I mean, I'm a solo practice. Um, my human resources department, CFO, um, operations manager, um, I, I see them all when I look in the mirror. So um, there is an organization called the Business Alliance for Local Living Economies, which tends to support small and micro businesses in your local communities. Um, they're at balocalist.org and Bali, B-A-L-L-E is their abbreviation. So that's one resource. I also think that one can create intentional communities. Um, if you know other small business uh, owners or uh, solo practitioners, um, see if you can get them together. Um, you know, do a pizza and peers gathering and uh, see if people are open to these conversations. It is something that I see uh, as, as a growing movement because people want more meaning and fulfillment in life. When I wrote my book, Balance Effectiveness at Work, How to Enjoy the Fruits of Your Labor Without Driving Yourself Nuts, one of the goals of that book was to give people some additional options and resources, whether they're working in a tiny company or a huge company, and there is a chapter on connection to spirit. So. Um, I also, you know, this to me, very odd phrase of work-life balance, it actually doesn't work in, in my opinion, because we want to bring our whole selves, as you mentioned earlier, to work, but we have to channel those into certain roles and responsibilities. And we want our life at times to be completely free of work. So that's why it's important to do the, the unplugged vacation, the digital detox, where you get uh, out in nature, or you get away from the incessant screen time and incoming uh, email, voicemail, and really connect with your uh, deeper sense of self and family and the world around you. So you used a word that I use a lot, and I, I think sometimes, especially as more spirit-based people, we have we have words that don't often enter into the workplace. And intention or intentional is one of those. Can you tell our listeners, what does intention mean to you? What, what does it mean to be intentional? What's an intention? Well, I think that it is a, to me, it's a combination of being sort of aspirational. In other words, I would like to do this. And it's starting to move towards a commitment, towards I will do this. Um, and I think that what really changes cultures, business cultures, is when they're clear about their values, which that actually can be fairly easy in most organizations. And then uh, a harder uh, exercise is to get clear about the agreements of the specific behaviors that aid or constrain those values. And even more challenging still is how do we hold ourselves, each other, 
um, and the organizational accountable in a compassionate and caring way. Um, if it was that easy, I'd be out of a job. So typically, those projects take a minimum of 12 months to really change the patterns inside an organization. So there's no quick fix. There's no, you know, instant guru. Um, there's no magic wand. This is part of our, our life's journey is to take our intentions, turn them into commitments and be in supportive networks and communities. Well, and I will, I'll tell you this flip too. I mean, this, this show is, is to be a place for, uh, we can agree, we can agree to disagree, we can have great conversations and, and love and live from the place that we are. And even in that, I think is where sometimes the more, more spiritual people struggle is often a word like mindfulness doesn't have agreed upon definition. I, I, I love and yet don't 100% agree even with your definition of, of intentional in terms of when I use the word intentional, I say it's how will you put your energy in motion in that day? And it's an absolute clear declaration of the truth. It's not aspirational. It's absolutely the truth of, of what, what is happening in this moment. And um, I think that's where we as a a conscious movement get to continue to lean into we now have a somewhat agreed upon definition of in business here's a goal here's an objective here's a result that I, that I'm excited to see how how the greater movement of culture business spirituality and all of these things work together to come to some common definitions of these words so we can get some magnitude in the business world. I think sometimes we, we get one step forward and two steps back because they might work with, with company A and they get this particular approach and then they work, work with company B and they get a different approach. And so I'm excited to see all of these words and phrases start to create a common vernacular that can be used in business um, to create the multiplier effect. Yeah, and I think that one of the challenges that I see is that um, I call it competing positive values, where there's so many priorities, they're all good ones. And as a matter of fact, there may be intentions stacked upon multiple uh, other intentions. And so part of the challenge is to get clear about not only what you're going to do, um, you know, today, now, um, but also perhaps what you're not going to do because uh, we live in a time of people feeling consistently overwhelmed. So one useful tool that I got from a, a colleague is the someday maybe list. You know, this is important. I would like to keep this in mind, but I don't have the uh, commitment or bandwidth to do this in the short term. I just don't want to forget it. So I'll put it on that list and once a month I'll revisit it. So I think that, um, uh, yes, how, how do we have the lens of the intention for this moment um, and uh, be able to discern what might be um, confusing or, or crowding that out because so many people want to do so many good things? Absolutely. And I, and I know you have, you know, this, this show is, you know, really, really a short show and just a kind of a toe in, in the water of, of what's possible for um, spirit for satisfaction and for success. And I was so drawn to your work because you also provide a whole library of resources from books to newsletters, articles, manifestos. Um, we want this to be just the beginning of, of resources for our listeners to work with you and your work. Can you talk a little bit about some of those resources so people can get to know you better even after the show concludes? 
Sure. Um, well, folks could send me an email at flip.brown at icloud.com. I will answer all emails and send you the list of resources. There's also uh, a list on my website, businesscultureconsultants.com, uh, including some uh, wilderness uh, retreat workshop that I do in the Cascade Mountains of Oregon. Um, and I've just been really blessed to have so many good mentors and guides and coaches and colleagues. And I, I try to make a concise but comprehensive list of the things that have really, uh, you know, been deep sources of inspiration uh, for me and my journey. Awesome. So is there one, one tool that you love the most? Like if, you know, in today's world, we live in a kind of a value meal world. If you're like, you know, is it grab your book? Is it get on your newsletter? What's that one thing we could do today to, to build that business culture uh, and keep in touch with you? Well, I would say um, reach out. And I, I have this uh, thing, which I'm, I'm happy to do for your listeners. And people are always amazed thinking that this is, extremely generous. I actually offer three free hours to anyone who comes my way who's interested in that. And the, the reason I can do that is because most people are just too darn busy to take me up on it. So happy to chat with anyone out there for um, a more in-depth conversation about this, because in each of those conversations, I learn and I connect with uh, yet another manifestation of the universal life force, whether you believe in that or not. And so um, happy to connect with folks. And the one thing I would say is take time to simply stop and be still and allow your inner wisdom to resonate. I, I mean, that, that is, is mindfulness for me. I get it. And what I generous offer you um, are absolutely right. None of this work can be done in a 15-minute in a consultation. So uh, that's so generous to offer the listeners this, this time uh, with you, the expert. And we're going to encourage people, you know, get Flip's book, use the tools and resources. We will have links to them on the show notes. Um, with that, Flip, is there anything else that you'd like to share or, or thoughts to um, send our listeners on their way for the day? Well, the last thing is, just don't take yourself too seriously. Make sure you have some fun. Wonderful. Well, with that, thank you so much. This has been another episode of the Everyday Mindfulness Show. Remember, mindful matters, and so do you. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more mindfulness every day, visit everydaymindfulnessshow.com and download the three-day challenge and experience the ABCs of mindfulness. Mm -hmm.